Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Welcome back to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, but introducing two new blokes, myself, Ken, and Rory. This is actually the first time <laughs> we are meeting in the flesh, Rory. It is, yeah. Nice to finally yeah. see you. Finally see you. Uh, not seeing you over Zoom or Skype, it's, it's weird. You're actually a lot taller than I thought, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are, seriously. Yeah. I thought you were going to really? be quite short. Yeah. <laughs> You're tall. <laughs> Hello. How you doing anyway? Yeah, I'm all good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm very, very well. How's trading been going? Yeah, trading's been going well. Trading's really nice at the moment for, for me. Obviously, you know, uh, it's it's all well and good me singing about it now. But, you know, years ago, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all songs and hymns. It was uh, a lot of pain, a lot of being beaten black and blue, as I've said before. Uh, you know, having to learn the hard way to get to enjoy these these good times now and, and understand, you know, uh, and understand the markets and, and what I'm looking out for. So I'm having a good, I'm having a really solid year, actually, this year. 2022 is one of my best years. Okay. And I have to thank the dollar at yeah. the moment because the dollar is just being supported by a number of fundamentals. It's making sense. All these, any pullbacks, dips that we see in the dollar are being bought. And I'm just going with that, yeah. running with it quite nicely, enjoying um, the likes of Euro dollar, um, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. good. Yeah, what about so, yourself? Yeah, everything's going good. Um, got off to a really good start this year. Getting squeezed a wee bit in the market still at the moment. But I mean, apart from that, everything's looking good. Mm -hmm. So getting confident about it. Uh, still my view in the market is to be short. Mm -hmm. That's going to be my view, I think, for a while. For equities, yeah. Yeah, for equities. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah. Okay. So where did your trading journey then start, you know? Okay, so get into that. for me, yeah, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get let's get to know each other, buddy. Yeah. Let's get comfy. Um, so for me, financial markets uh, came when so when I was sixteen years old, I got a summer job uh, working on a trade floor. My mum was an accountant actually uh, for this trading company, Schneider Trading. I got, uh, she got me a job as a tea coffee boy runner, so I used to do that on any holiday that I got. Yeah. So um, essentially, I was getting the the, the traders. Um, they, there's a prop floor, a prop floor. So I'd get their lunches, you know, their dinners. They do their dry cleaning, run errands. Sometimes going to them, drop something for their mum. Uh, sometimes going to put bets on across the road at Coral. Yeah. Good <laughs> diversification there. <I> <laughs> horses yeah. um uh, so then I, I was doing that so I, I established like a bit of a presence there okay i was uh, doing my a levels yeah. so i needed to get into aston business school to study um business and finance yeah. i missed out uh, by one grade so i had to do the call um and the call to let my mum my dad know my mum was cool she you know she trusted um trusted me um, and had faith. My dad's calling me a failure because yeah. this guy has got like four degrees. So, and in our family, on that side of the family, it's very education driven. Yeah. So he's calling me a failure. I was like, crap, what am I going to do? So I got back onto the phone to my mum. I was like, mum, what could I do? She's like, look, obviously you've been doing this, uh, the, the holiday role at, at Schneider. Why don't you come back? So they managed to give me like a full-time position as this tea coffee boy. I was like, okay, great. Um, you know, I'm let me go and prove myself. You know, I know that this isn't that that this, I'm just a starting point. So I did that for about six months or so, uh, full time. Um, but then I showed how tenacious I was. I was, I was speaking to a lot of the traders every day. You know, I, I saw a lot on that trade floor, by the way, buddy, yeah. you know, these guys, I saw people picking up chairs, smashing screens, yeah. like seriously out of anger. Like it was crazy. And you know, obviously, um, that's all uh, sucked me in. Yeah. It's not your typical office environment. 
No, no, not at all. You know, there's so much passion and energy going around and just seeing all these prices. Um, at the time, obviously, um, I was viewing prop trades. They were trading, they were fixed income traders. They were trading like um, ladders, yeah. you know, TT. So just seeing all the prices flicking, it's like, it's so exciting. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, just because I used to just do do well and I used to speak to the, to the guys, eventually one of them introduced me to uh, a, a, an analyst company, an analysis company called Ranskork at the time. They're now called Newskork. And these guys gave me a trial for two weeks. Come in, come and uh, see what we're doing. Um, I met a guy who I, I still give a shout out to because I, I know you know him, Anthony Chung. Yep. You know, he over at Amplify. Yep. Still give a big shout out to him because he's a massive mentor for me. Um, I went in there as a junior analyst. I was just uh, overwhelmed by just the amount of data that I had to learn. If you actually go and uh, I'll have to show it you on time, actually, Rory. If yep. you go on YouTube, right, and... Um, um, I'll have to show you the link. But they, Ranskort has to do these market updates, you know. Okay. So part of my job was to 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 speak to the camera, let the uh, clients know, our listeners, uh, what's going on in the market. So I'd have to do like this wrap. I was I was on the US session. So I'd start at 2 p.m. and I'd leave the office at 10. Yeah. So half nine, I used to record like a wrap of the US session once the US markets are closed. True. And my first ever video, I'm sat there like, uh, stand, oh no, I'm stood up, like a shotgun is behind my head. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so we've just seen the closing bell on Wall Street. Yeah. Um, Apple finished their, uh, reported their earnings. Like literally like that. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm about to die. <laughs> so, you can yeah. just hear it in your voice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, anyway, so I did that. I worked at Ranscork for about four years. I felt like I hit earning capacity. I loved, uh, I got to know how, how markets work in terms of trading. Um, I started trading on the side there while I was working at Ranscork. It's really easy back then, by the way, mate. Like in yeah. the sense of we used to get data early. Um, so a few minutes early. So I'd be able to trade, say like GBP ahead of the, the GDP data coming out, yeah. getting in on positions and making money quickly. You know, like it moved 20 pips. Then when the data actually hits the news wires, you'd, you, uh, it goes, jumps another 70 pips. And then it's just, you know, I thought that was trading. That was it. That yeah. was it for me. <laughs> you you know, easy as that. let's go home. Yeah, literally. Um, so, but eventually, I, I learned that there's more more to trading than that. So, after I learned all that, fu the fundamental knowledge um, there, big macro view cr across all major economies, I decided to leave and I took my knowledge to try and w earn some more money in forex broking. So. I was looking after uh, big corporations, their foreign exchange exposure. So helping, um, obviously we were buying and selling um, big amounts of currency and just helping them execute, you know, the best rate, you know, after judging sort of fundamentals and stuff. Yeah. And obviously looking on the charts as well. I did that. Then the, the industry just like sucked the life out of me. Um, just going into to the office, just, I don't know, something, something just happened. It just, I had enough. Yeah. Um, I had, um, I worked for a big institution, obviously won't name names, but you know, obviously Dan's a good friend of mine. You, I used to send him these pictures in the morning for some reason. I don't know, just, just, uh, show him how shit I felt. Like yeah. I sat there looking awful. And, um, yeah, anyway, after all the knowledge I learned, I decided to take the leap. Okay. Um, I decided to take the leap. I had enough cash behind me. Um, I built up enough track record to assure myself I can make money. I can extract money. I can do it myself. So I did. I jumped, um, had decent money that I made anyway from from uh, the, the institution that I worked at and size trade of mine. Three months down the line, it was tough, man. I was in bits. I thought, shit. I loved the first few weeks, the first few days. It's like, wow, this is freedom. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know the feeling, I'm yep. sure, trading on your own. Um, but then it was tough those first three months. I, lo I lost a lot of money, um, but I still had a solid track record from before. Um, so I approached, I was approaching so many people on LinkedIn and I eventually approached one guy um, who actually runs like a prop trading company still yeah. to this day. He backed me, had faith in me and backed me. Um, so that gave me extra comfort right 
not that, knowing that like it was hard on my own just with my own cash i was like i'm eating into a lot of my money here yeah, sure. but then um this guy had faith in me so i started trading um did really well and i've been doing that ever since since um what was it 20 2016 i believe yeah. you know full time 2016 since 2016 so i've accrued a lot of uh, um experience to this day and i'm i'm still learning yeah. i'm still learning and this is where i am today yeah. you know trading's allowed me to to do, do a lot of things to travel the world um and um yeah, i'm in a good place now yeah. i'm in a good place that's enough about me. Yeah. Talk to me. You're young. I know. You're young. Young. Not, how? Not as much experience as you. So but how have you yeah. gotten to this stage? Where? Talk to me. How did it start? Honestly, it's just by putting in the hours. It, you know, it really is. I know you always hear people and see on LinkedIn saying, I've put so much hard work in this and that. But I have, I, I sat down and I stripped nearly a part of my life out mm. to do this. You know, um, I gave up going on nights out with friends. I gave up um, like relationship with friends, you know, instead of playing golf three to four times a week. I've only played maybe two or three times a month now, you know, so it's stripping sacrifices. Yeah, it's, it's making sacrifices. So it all began just sort of as a, as a start in university. Well, even before that on Instagram, everybody's seen the Forex traders back in the day. Yep. It used to be, I don't know if it still is. I'm not really on Instagram much now, but it used to be a huge trend mm. and everybody used to follow them, ask them how to get rich. You followed their signals and you made a load of money. Seal the Lamborghinis. You see the Lamborghini and <laughs> it was sold to you that if you sign up to our signals, you can basically go and put a deposit down a Lamborghini tomorrow. <laughs> it was as easy as that. Literally as that. So, you know, any 16-year-old boy like me, why wouldn't you? Oh, you, you were know? 16 when you saw that? Yeah, I was only wow. 16 when I saw it. So okay. I was like, well, of course, why not? Seen it for about a year and a half. Just said, yeah, put a wee bit of money here. I was like, you know, 200 pound at a time. Put 200 pound in, lost it. It was only a small amount of money, so it didn't care. Done the same again maybe the following year. Says, yeah, this isn't for me. And then just as I was going into university, I seen another advert for it. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to be serious because I know that I'm getting a bit older now. I know that there is an actual trading community out there. There is actual traders who mm. trade, you know, real stocks, real FX pairs, not these Instagram people. I want to maybe try that. I was like, you know, where do I start? So literally just started in Google, doing a few things around and started at the very, very bottom just finding out what even a candlestick is, you know, what the high is, what the low. And Where were you learning? Where were you extracting all this information? Everywhere, you know, if it was Google, um, Investopedia, mm -hmm. YouTube, just different podcast videos, even people on Instagram, you know, even some yeah. of these like pages that just had the general stuff to get you enough knowledge to be able to be fluent on the internet to type mm -hmm. in what you needed to know. Mm -hmm. And pretty much the rest was history. I then moved just to trade in FX and commodities as most retail traders start up. Done that on a demo account for about, I want to say about six months I was on a demo account and realized I'm not making any money. I'm not losing any money. I thought, hell with it. Let's go in, put money in a real account and see what happens. And just as you were saying earlier, the first couple of days, whenever you're on a real account, it hits different. Oh, There's something yeah. about it. It's like, this is actually a job now. You know, I, mm -hmm. I kind of feel independent. I feel like I've got a source of income. Didn't have a source of income for a long time. And I traded then for about, I was, what age was I? I was 20, 20 21, trading for about a year wow. and a half. FX didn't really make a whole lot of money. I made a bit, enough to say that, you know, I'm good enough for this game, but I didn't make, you know, hundreds mm. of thousands. Mm. And from there, I then thought, you know, there has to be another way to go even further into this, you know, to be able to make more money, to be, have more decisions. So I thought, well, hell, let's look at trading equities. Mm. So to trade equities, I went out, seeked alternative education, which was quite expensive at the time, but I look back on it and say, worthwhile it was worthwhile Good. you know i was quite lucky and i will say to have a mentor along the way who 
is a portfolio manager who worked mm. in that industry. I mean, I think having a mentor is quite key. Is you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without without him. You know, mm. and well, I had two, and they both know who they are. They both kind of one sort of brought me up from the FX, and one brought me up in the portfolio nice. management. They both know who they are, and I probably wouldn't be here without them. You Love know, that. Whenever you're stuck, or whenever you think that this is the end game, they bring you to the next level mm. and say, "Now you can do this, and then you can do that." So, well, the beautiful thing as well, you got to remember, have, obviously, you know, with having a mentor, they've been through everything you've been through. They, yeah. these guys, have been in the, have been drowning, yeah. you know, and, and know all those mistakes that you're going to make, you exactly. know, and try and help you through that. They were there, so you know, I told them, look, I'm, I'm starting university, and they were like, well, trading will be a great thing to do on the side. You know, you'll get to learn, and the experience will be great. So obviously done the, equ the equity trading, started that up. And then it was about a year ago, I started really getting heavily into equity trading, opened my own book nice, and basically continued from there. But whenever I opened my own book, I was adamant that I wanted to trade options. Mm. No idea what options. I knew what they were, but I didn't know how to trade them. Didn't really know the definitions of them. I just knew I wanted to trade them because I heard that they were much better. Right. And literally spent hours and hours every week just researching options and then with help of the mentor, obviously, he really gave me a load of tips on how to trade it, gave me a few resources. And yeah, that's me now, running my own long, short equity options portfolio. Love that. And how's that going for you at the moment? Yeah, things are going quite well. This year, we're up about just under 17% this year. Beautiful. We are in a wee bit of a short squeeze at the minute. So mm. our unrealized at the minute is in a bit of a loss. But I mean, we'll still be up at the end of the year, hopefully, mm. at a good rate. What do you think um, has been, to date, your biggest challenge with trading? Probably sticking at it. You know, when I said I was like 16, 17, I seen the Instagram things, done a couple of hundred pounds, came out of it again. So to stay in it now the whole time and keep going and actually having that end goal and knowing that I have to work towards it. So I've kind of given myself that mindset because mm. it is quite hard just to have two or three bad trades and loot and just walk away forever. It Too is. many people do it. You know, they maybe invest in something, they're down 20%, they pull their money out and they say, I lost 20%. Whereas if, if they just left it in for two or three more years, it might be up 100%. Mm. Yeah. yeah agreed for me like well obviously everyone's different but i i i my i don't give up i have especially when i believe in something i do not give up i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna go and review and try and refine and see what's going on and learn those lessons you know and the good thing is there there are a lot of traders out there i don't know what it is with trading obviously it's, it's the making money side of things but once you're in it you're in it you know i know there's still a lot of people still making the same mistakes but it seems like people are once they're into trading, they're determined. They want to make this work. Yeah. You know, they want to make this source of income that's in their control. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And you always hear people saying, even though they've left the markets or they've left their institutions, they're always trading they're always, on the side. They're always. You know, yeah. I even know a guy that closed his book down. You know, he's been trading for maybe over 25 years. He mm. closed his book down just a couple of months ago. But guess what? He's still involved. Mm. You know, he maybe closed the whole book down, but he still keeps an eye out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As you say, once you're in it, you're always in it. Yeah. You know? I think um, for me, one of the biggest challenges early on was I was very, I was, I was, because I started producing content, I liked, I had a lot of knowledge on the fundamental side of things, yeah. as I said, from, from my early on in my career. And I wanted to share this knowledge with people. But on, on social media, I was seeing a lot of pollution, a lot of things that I didn't want to see that, yeah. you know, people showing off big, um, you know, inflated gains, which were just an idiot. Well, saying idiot, people are still buying into it, but people believing into it. This guy was just uh, using, clearly using demo. There's a lot of demo trading going on. People showing these serious gains that just didn't make sense. Um, and obviously to sell their signals. That sort of shit was really getting on me. It was, it was driving me insane. Yep. 
you know, and then, but then also on the other side, it's seeing people that maybe were actually, well, were actually um, showing all these inflated gains that maybe were, were real and obviously showing these cars. It's like, man, I want that. Why, why is this person, this person's not got better knowledge than me. Why, why sh shouldn't I have this right now? Exactly. So then I was trying to hurry up my journey. I was trying to trade bigger lot sizes that were just, wouldn't make sense to my account, risk yeah. management. Um, uh, yeah, that was a challenge for me at the time, you know? I, th I think I went through the same challenge and it probably changed whenever I changed my goals. You know, I wanted mm. the goal of you know, having the Ferrari and having the Lamborghini, whatever it was, and the lifestyle in Dubai that you see them all having. Mm. Mm. But whenever I changed the goal from that to changing the goal to, I want to be a portfolio manager in a hedge fund in Berkeley Square. Mm. That's what I want to do. From that moment, everything changed. Mm. It wasn't like, I have to make X amount. It's like we need a portfolio mm. that has low correlation, that maybe has higher volatility, that does good returns. That's what I want to do. So it wasn't about PL anymore. It was about having this good track record mm. and showing people that I have the knowledge and I can implement it. I don't care what I make. They don't care what I make. They just want to see that I can implement it. Mm -hmm. And whenever you change your goals like that, then the, the PL just follows. Mm -hmm. it's, like a, it's like a wee dog, it'll just follow behind you. And that's, I think, the best way to do. I love to that. Change the goals. I love that. Yep. Yeah. I think, yeah, you uh, change your goals. Know what exactly, what, what are you trading for as well? You yep. know, what, what, what's your big, what's your driver? What's your motivation behind it? Yep. If you don't have a clear, clear goals and clear motivation, you you can easily just get into a spiral of, of just dipping into, dipping and dabbing into trading. Yep. And most people that are just dipping and dabbing in are just going to keep their gambling, basically. You yep. might as well just go and stick a few quid on a, on, on a football team or, or something yep. like that. You know, exactly. you, you've got to be in it and know what you're, what you're trading for. Yeah. You know, what's the long-term goal? Exactly. Because, you know, I'm in my final year of university now, mm. so I'm applying for a lot of, of jobs next year within mm -hmm. hedge funds and, you know, large banks mm -hmm. in Central there, you know, with people like Goldman Sachs, JP mm -hmm. Morgan, Citibank, 0.72, hedge fund, places like that. So whenever you're applying for places like that, it's not good enough to say, yeah, I've traded, traded the DAX a couple of times before. I've took a few longs in Euro. You have to have a portfolio there with a track record that shows your risk management has always been in place, mm. that everything lines up. And just whenever you change that goal, everything else then follows. Mm. Just on your point, I agree. Just on your point, this is interesting because obviously it's new to me. Now you said about that wanting to potentially go and work at, at one of these investment banks. Why do you need to do that if you've got a good portfolio? Yeah, I think because the long-term goal is to be like, you know, have my own hedge fund and, and things like that and to be a portfolio manager. And to just start on your own, get a lot of capital built up in your own and then bring investors in, in my opinion, is probably not the right thing to do. It's Why is that? I think it, it might be hard to get the trust of some people, mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're so young and things like that. So I want to go into the industry, learn, I don't want to say learn the proper way, but learn exactly how the industry works. I know how the outside works. Got you. I want to go inside Makes and sense. see how the inside works. Makes sense. Then come out and be open to investors. You know, be open to more investors and say, look, I've worked on the outside. I've worked on the inside. It's time to set up one. That makes sense. And bro, that, you know, getting that inside and knowledge and, and experience is invaluable. So yeah. uh, hats off to you. That Okay. That, even, then I agree. You know, over the next, even over the next, you know, five to 10 years, it's going to be a lot, you know, happening in life, you know, in mm -hmm. terms, you're probably going to look to start a family and, kids things like that so nice. you want that sort of that's it you want that stability for a while so working in these institutions probably is going to be the best place to get that stability for a while mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and then um look outside of trading yeah what are you doing man <laughs> what do you like to do honestly i've time for nothing like it really it was that bad for a long time now i've learned a lot you can relax a wee bit but i find that when you relax 
there's always people clipping at your toes or at your heels, sorry. Right, there's yeah. You can't fall behind, heels. I guess, can you? Yeah, you can't fall too far behind. But, but you I need do, some downtime. Yeah, you do need downtime. So I loved going out and play golf. Nice. I used to play football when I was younger, but, you know, my knees started giving a lot of bother. So mm. I remember you saying, actually, when we first spoke on the phone that you were... Um, you you you're gonna go down professional route, aren't you? For yeah. Golf? So whenever I was playing golf, I was played off a handicap of five at what age was like sixteen? Strong. 16, 16. Very strong. Playing off five, then got down to four and says, "Wow, you know, I'm, I could turn professional here. You know, this this is maybe an opportunity." Mm. So went and played like an event where you had like a lot of people my age playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just blew me out of the water. Yeah. And I was just like, I have no chance. Yeah. You know, so the realism hit in, and it was probably a good thing that it hit in. You know, because I didn't want to go down a route that I would never succeeding mm-hmm. so dropped that and then always wanted to be a pilot from there nice and obviously not a pilot yeah you know? <laughs> well regarding regarding golf side of things i cannot play golf at all but what i can do is i can happy gilmore it you know yeah. <laughs> i'm one of them ones the last time i don't know broke the driver yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you, i'm one of them like you, you want you don't want to be next to me because the ball's hitting up there and it's yeah. bouncing there yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it's just ricocheting everywhere yeah everywhere yeah so what would you do in your downtime then away from uh in my downtime, I like to play football. Um, I used to play for a team, but I've, I've stopped now. I used to play semi-pro, and then I slowed down and just played Sunday League. Just a good way for me to just channel some energy. Yeah. Um, I used to do Muay Thai. I like a lot of sports. Anything sports I, I like as, as a bit of downtime for me. Yeah. Um, and then just family, bro. Um, and travel. Travel's a big thing. Um, a travel's a big thing. Too, yeah. thing. I love traveling. I love trading and traveling as cliche as it sounds but i do because i like changing up locations i feel like when i hit no, new locations like my mindset just shifts as well yep. it just feels clear really clear um, removing myself from where i've been trading for so long and then just going to a new place yeah. setting up and yeah. staying plugged in still but um so kind of yeah. like i like the traveling side you know when i'm with my girlfriend we travel and you know if i'm on my phone looking at too much she'll let me know so it's yeah. kind of a good thing yeah to get away from the markets for a week and you know, I, I think sometimes that's the best Definitely. Thing. Sometimes you can be involved in them and you can be lost in all the noise mm-hmm. and not actually know what's important. So mm-hmm. sometimes taking that week off, coming back, starting fresh is a real good thing. Yeah, agreed. Well, Rory, it was good. Um, it was good to ca- get to know you, yeah. actually, and see you in person. Maybe touch you in a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's that's so wrong. But, um, well, look, guys, um, obviously, over the next coming weeks, Two Blokes Trading, um, massive, we're building a massive community uh, where Rory and I will be in the depths of the app so you can engage with us. There'll be a ton of value across um, Forex. Obviously, we're going to really leverage off um, your knowledge, Rory, and equities, um, commodities, uh, crypto, of course, as well. Um, a ton of value and over these podcasts we're going to be doing an, um, a lot of education um, so things that you guys are struggling with or potentially um, to, to help yeah. you, help you on your journey yeah, there's going to be a lot suited you know for beginner traders right up to people who are maybe seasonal pros be exactly and the thing is you know um, as I said to you before I am still learning on my journey. Um, continue to because markets and things are constantly evolving and changing. So yeah. that don't don't be too egotistical to to want to learn more. Yeah, exactly. You know, hundred percent right. I'll always be a student. Yeah, Rory, pleasure. Um, that's us f- from Two Blokes Trading. Cheers, Ken. Thanks very much. All the best.